At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You're now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is the head coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers of the Big Ten Conference Men's Basketball. Let's welcome Ben Johnson to the show. Coach, what's good? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Man, I, I mean, anything and everything. I can imagine that you have had a pretty busy offseason uh, with recruiting and, and things of that nature. Can you just talk a little bit about what your first offseason has looked like as a head basketball coach in Division One level? 
it, I can tell you this, it's a lot more enjoyable than about a year ago. Um, <laughs> when, I first, when I first got the job and you're trying to navigate everything and build a whole roster from the ground up and staff and, you know, figure out your exact, you know, philosophy and how you want to, you know, start this program from day one. So um, I've been fortunate, you know, we, we had a really uh, good group that uh, you know, we had on the, on the team this year and, and fun kids that built it. And we've got a lot of kids returning that were a big piece of what we were trying to do and the foundation we we're trying to lay. And we're fortunate enough to get some, some four key high school kids. Um, and so we didn't have to jump in the portal and get uh, a crazy amount of guys like last year, um, but we're able to, to definitely add a couple pieces with, with Dawson Garcia and uh, Tar Samuels, who's, who's from Dartmouth, um, just to kind of add some veteran leadership um, and some older bodies to our to our roster. And so right now, um, you know, we just finished up with uh, with the spring semester. So our guys are on break right now. Um, then we'll we'll look forward to getting kicked in gear here for summer in about two weeks. You brought up last year the challenges with not only inheriting a program that of being a first year coach, but inherited a program that lost around nine, 10 guys. Just talk to us about how challenging that was and the methods and your process that you went about to fill that roster with a quality roster that would be able to compete in the big 10. Yeah. So, you know, when I first took the job over, um, you know, I knew it was the first year of the portal. So there were going to be kids that were going to make decisions based off that they were going to test it because it was new, some exciting. I totally understood it with a coaching change. You know, I also get that piece of it. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. They didn't owe me anything. Um, I kind of ended the year tough. And so there are a lot of decisions that, you know, I just had to assume were going to be made. And when I met with the team, you know, my biggest thing was to get a feel for them and for them to get a feel for me to figure out if, if this relationship was going to work. Uh, I wanted to make sure that from day one, I was able to lay a foundation um, that I was comfortable with and one that was going to be able to, through wins and losses, be sustainable and set the tone for years to come. And so, um, you know, after about a couple of weeks in and meeting with guys and guys making decisions, I ended up keeping one player. Um, so it was oh, from the whole from the whole crew, the whole crew. There was there was one kid that stayed. And um, Isaiah Eden, and to his credit, um, you know, it was a recruiting process. I mean, it, it was about a two or three week deal where, you know, I was meeting with him daily and working him out. Um, but he, he decided to stay two feet in and, and the kid was playing really good basketball, um, was was confident, was energetic, was was kind of really embracing the change. And no lie, the first week, I think the first day in the summer school tore his ACL. Uh. And so we legitimately put a team on the floor with no players that had that had really played um, minus Eric Curry, who decided to come back midsummer. Hmm. Now, Eric was a kid I recruited out of high school that um, had a really, really uh, bright future and just had battled injuries. And Eric was playing on one foot, um, you know, the year before. And, and he got the, the bug to come back and play. So I had Eric and then I recruited Peyton Willis. And Peyton and I recruited out of high school. He had, you know, kind of been at a couple schools and Minnesota being one of them. Okay. Uh, those are the only two players that had ever played high major basketball. Wow. Everybody else that we took or we added was either a freshman or somebody that came from Division II. 
um, or a low major or mid-major level. And so just kind of the, the challenge of making sure I got it right with the players that were in our locker room, that was going to be huge. Again, your first year, when you're, when you're that heavy into the portal, you don't know the type of talent that you're going to get as far that's going to translate to, to like Big Ten success, right? Right, right. You, know, I, you don't know if you're going to get that all-league type player. So I had to say, okay, we got to get the talent, but more importantly, we got to get guys that we can lose with. We got to get guys that we want to go to, to battle with every single day in practice that are going to fit the culture, that are going to set the tone, that are going to be examples on and off the floor, that are going to be able to be coachable, that are going to be able to show our fan base, you know, the type of basketball that we're going to play, the type of program that we're going to be offensively, defensively, and yet still be competitive. And so that was kind of the challenge. But to get it right with the, with the right DNA, with the right makeup was huge. I think we did that. And we, we definitely set the tone and the foundation for years to come. Yeah, it's establishing culture uh, year one, is, is, it pays, it's like planting seeds and it pays its dividends later on down the line because you got recruits and other people that are watching this, watching the energy, watching the home games, looking at the crowd, seeing how engaged. Wins and losses sometimes become secondary. We all want to win, coach. Don't make no mistake. But if you lose a certain way, it's encouraging versus losing another way. It's, you know, getting blown out every doggone night. Uh, I, 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 December 11, 2021, I want to talk about this, 75-65 at Michigan. Would you say that that was your, one of your biggest wins of your first year? Yeah, I, I would say without a doubt. Um, you know, it was a game that, that I'll never forget for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, one – we haven't won at Michigan in, in traditionally uh, very often. And, and so to win there, to win against a team that I have a ton of respect for, a program I have a ton of respect for, Jawan does a great job. You know, they have a ton of talent. Uh, for our guys to be able to battle that environment, our first true Big Ten road game was, was phenomenal. Um, you know, you never know, uh, you know, how guys are going to respond, especially guys that are new to the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, and, and for them to respond the way they did and for guys to step up and play the way they did was special. I hadn't really thought about this. So after the game, um, you know, Coach Izzo sent me a text and he just was, you know, saying congrats. And, and I hadn't even processed that, like, this was my first Big Ten win. And he was like, man, congrats. I always remember where I was the first team, first time I won my, my first Big Ten game. It's your first Big Ten road game on top of that. And and then I started the process like, you know what, dang, he's right. It's kind of cool, you know, to be able to, to win at a, a traditional powerhouse, you know, a national brand like Michigan against, again, a, a program and a team that I really respect. Um, you know, it was great for our guys. And just to see them, you know, happy and in the locker room and, and celebrating. I mean, you know, as a, as a player, like those are special moments. And oh, yeah. it goes back to your point. When you, when you have a team of guys that you can lose with, with the right type of character dudes when you win games like that man that bus ride and that plane ride there's nothing like it the sweet satisfaction uh <laughs> winning at michigan i liken it to us winning at arizona uh you know going into these you know these dog fights where it's you know the odds are insurmountable it seems and it's gonna take your best game because a you can't hear as much you can't hear each other, so now it's deafening. Can't hear coach, so we got to just look at the board and be just sign language like a mug. So, you know, all those factors kind of come into play in those type of games, and so it makes the, the W at the end of it, at the end of the fight, that much sweeter. Uh, when I was looking 
doing some background research on you, coach. I, I saw that you know, you're from the state of Minnesota. But the thing that stood out, not only were you all state in basketball, okay, you was top 20 in football, all state. Is that is did I read that right or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I uh I had a I had a, a little football in me. Okay. Uh, what position? So I went to De La Salle High School, which is normally like a traditional football, army, basketball kind of power. Um, uh, so we didn't have the numbers with football. So you, the best part about it is back then, man, you got to play everything. Yes. So you was wide receiver. You were – I was a cornerback. I was on kick return. I was on punt return. I was on kickoff. Mm-hmm. I was on field goal protect. Like, we, we did everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, I would, I, I, I would definitely could admit that football probably – was my first like love like there's nothing like high school high school football sure. uh, you know and 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 definitely enjoyed the times of playing but then I quickly realized as I was becoming a recruitable athlete that I don't know if I love the the lifting weights year round mm-hmm. the seven on seven you can't just go to a to a field and play pickup football mm-hmm. um, you know to practice you know five days only play one day a week yeah. and so my decision kind of became a little bit easier and then um, on top of it, you know, college football, you got some big boys, man. Yeah, and, uh, nobody loves to get hit. So um, ended up sticking with basketball on that one. And you chose Northwestern out of high school. What made you decide to go to Northwestern outside of, you know, obviously one of the greatest academic institutions. But what about the program, the school made you decide to choose there? So, um, you know, I was recruited by Kevin O'Neill. And, K.O. Uh, so K.O. And, and KO and, and then his assistant Brian Gregory were the two guys that recruited me. So BG Princeton, the, Princeton guy. Is so great. BG's now actually the head coach at South Florida. Okay, got it. So um, so BG uh, recruited me, and those guys were on me since my sophomore year. And just the relationship that I developed with KO, um, you know, was really strong. He was a lot like my high school coach Dave mm-hmm. Thorson, who's now on my staff. Yeah, just kind of a no nonsense, tough hard nose and that's kind of what I was used to selfishly I knew I was going to be able to play right away as a true freshman mm-hmm. you know, I was one of them kids I was just used to playing man I wanted to yeah. be on the court and um you know knowing that I'd be able to start and be be be, be a big piece as a, as a true freshman was intriguing and we had a young core we were the youngest team in the country we had some really talented freshmen in my class there were six of us that I really thought down the line we could be really good and, um, and it was in the Big Ten, and it was not too far from home. And so kind of all those opportunities, but really the relationship I had with, with KO probably put it over the top. Yeah. And what made you decide to transfer back to uh, Minnesota? So after my freshman year, um, so BG left before I even got there, and he oh. went to Michigan State with Izzo. Okay. So that, that kind of hurt. Yep. And KO left and went with Van Gundy to the Knicks. Oh, okay. So now I'm looking around and, and I love my teammates and I had great relationships, but I'm like, dang, you know, the, the two big pieces of why I came here just took off. And, um, you know, it kind of made me think, um, you know, all right, I got to I got to reevaluate. And, yeah. and uh, Coach Carmody ended up coming from from the Princeton system. And I, I love Coach Carmody. I think um, I learned a lot from it, but it just kind of wasn't me yeah. and that style at the end of the day. And, um, you know, after my sophomore year, I ended up making a decision to, to transfer back home and, and playing for Coach Munson. Now, did you have league aspirations or professional basketball aspirations at this time? I did. You know, after my, my freshman year, um, you know, I had to sit down with, with KO and, and 
Um, I was fortunate I, I had a pretty solid freshman year. And so there were some teams that were intrigued. And at that time, you know, um, when you're young, as you know, if you're kind of on the radar, you, you're in a, in a good position. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I was excited and looking forward to that. Um, as I got older um, and started to play more, you, you become a little bit more realistic. And I, uh, you know, the dream's always there, but you, <laughs> you get older and you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm good, but I don't know if I'm that good, right? And so uh, the dream never faded, but I think reality quickly hit me that I better get my butt into coaching if I wanted to stay around the game. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of when I, when I made the move to the other side and decided to, to try to, to help the young guys that were, that were more talented than me get to that, get to that level. Well, I'll tell you what, though, Coach, it, it takes a level of maturity and foresight to, to stop chasing the dream, if you will. Sometimes as hoopers, we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll chase that carrot to, forever. And, and, you know, you'll miss out on a lot of life, miss out on a lot of opportunities. And so it's important to recognize where you are and be real with self-evaluation. Now, did you have somebody in your life at that time that kept it real with you? Or did you kind of just make this decision where you, you were kind of operating on your own and you saw what time it was and was like, look, I'm going to do the coaching thing? Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty, I pretty, I try to pride myself on being self-aware. I think yes, that your point, I think that's huge in anything you do. And we all have ego and I think that's healthy, but then you also got to be smart. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of my, one of my good friends is JB Bickerstaff. Yeah. And so he was actually uh, an assistant. He was a director of operations my last year at Minnesota. And I knew he was getting into coaching. Part of it was he had some injuries, so he was forced into getting in there a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, but I knew he was going to get into coaching and just the way he talked about it and the way we would kind of talk about it. I had kind of always known since high school, it was something I wanted to do. And then I think I just realized like, okay, I'm young. I don't have a ton of responsibilities right now. I can start from the bottom up. I can take my time. I don't have pressures of a wife or a family. Um, you know, as you know, to beginning stages, you're not making money. Um, you, you're, you could live wherever you want to and it, it, it didn't matter. So I said, you know what, like, let's do it. And it was, it was one of those things where you're always going to miss playing. You know it. Like, yeah. you could be 50 years old, right? You're okay. always going to miss playing. That's never going to go. So I said, why would I let a feeling that's never going to leave me prevent me from diving in early and getting a head start on what I want to do? And so um, it was a hard decision, but I know it was the right one for me. And I uh, was able to get in, in the coaching bug and, and dive in at a young age. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
back. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's that head-turning pair of poor hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And, and your first stop as a grad assistant was with University of Dayton and then UT Pan American. Yeah. Northern Iowa with Ben Jacobson to Nebraska with 10 miles. Just if you could take, and I know this, this might be a little much, but take each stop that you had and tell me something that you learned that made you better as a coach from each stop or the man that you might have uh, been mentored under. Well, I was, I was very fortunate. Um, I worked under unbelievable people that gave me a lot of responsibility. And, mm-hmm. and you and I know, like, that's not, that's not rare. You know, sometimes guys that look like us can easily get pigeonholed or yes. you're not given freedom to, to coach or to learn or to grow. And I didn't have any of that. I, I was lucky. So I got my first job as a GA for Brian Gregory. Oh, yeah. He was the head coach at Dayton at the time. And um, so he got me into coaching and, you know, on that staff was Reggie Rankin. Yeah. Now with Golden Scout. State oh, That's Reggie's scouting. Yeah. He's yeah. scouting. Yeah. 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 With, with Golden State. Yeah. Uh, Billy Schmidt, who's now with, with coach Donovan with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Uh, Bob Byer, who was a longtime NBA assistant coach. Yeah, I know that name. I know so that I name. I had an unbelievable tree. You know, and those were guys. Billy was at Northwestern. Bob was at Northwestern and BG was at Northwestern. Wow. So those were guys that all knew me. I knew them. Um, so it was a great fit. You know, I learned like unbelievable work ethic from from my stop at Dayton um, to, to understand and respect the grind. It was old school. Mm. I learned the right way from BG on just how you operate every single day, 
how everything matters, the details matter, how perceptions reality. Um, you know, he really kind of molded and gave me a, a, a good understanding at an early age of like, you know, you start from the bottom up and, and you, you work with no ego, no expectation. And it's all about the program and the players. Yes, sir. I was fortunate after one year to get on with Tom Schubert at what used to be UTPA, which okay. is now I think Rio Grande. Okay. For two years. And it was the funnest I've ever had. I mean, why, was, we why were, so fun, coach? And we were, we were the lowest. It was independent Division One basketball. Yes, so sir. it was like, it was, you know, you're not even in a league. So we yeah. made up to our guys this fake league that we're in there with all these other independents. I mean, I'm 25 years old, making $18,000. Um, I'm in charge of designing our gear, like legitimately the logos we're going to have on our practice uniforms, yeah. on our T-shirts, on our hoodies. I'm designing the colors of our gear. I'm ordering our shoes. I'm doing film deck to deck. Um, I'm, you know, recruiting all the time, which – for a first-year guy, the freedom to recruit, I mean, that was everything to me. Um, I'm able to have a skill group, an individual, and do actually do on-the-court coaching and be in charge of the perimeters at 25 years old. I'm able to make decisions and calls, and the head coach gave me that. And yeah. so for Tom Schubert, I'm a forever grateful, man. Um, and you're able to make mistakes. I think that's the best part. Like, I was at a, in a situation where, again, everybody wants to win. It's competitive but you're at a level where everybody's growing. All right. The AD's young, your yeah. SID's young. The yeah. people at the scorers table are all first year graduates. The whole yeah. staff, like everybody in the department's young. You're all growing together. Maybe. And, you know, there's nothing like you're getting on the 6 a.m. flight, you're connecting in Houston to get to Salt Lake City. And we didn't even have, we couldn't even afford the charter vans. So you're driving the 15 passenger buses. So yeah. I got one bus. Another assistant coach has got another. We weren't licensed to drive those things. We're permitted <laughs> to drive those things. <laughs> you know, We're getting it done. Get it done, know. coach. <laughs> and this is after you got up at 4:30. So like you're trying not to fall asleep as you're, yeah. you know, hits mid afternoon. Yeah. Um, but man, all those things were awesome. And then you're recruiting kids where all they wanted was a chance at Division One. Mm. So you're recruiting kids that were hungry. Yeah. that just were there for all the right reasons. Like it was just pure. Yeah. And, you know, the Valley's an unbelievable place. Love living there. It's 85 degrees every day. It's sunny at eight in the morning. Um, it was yeah. awesome. So yeah. I'm there for two years. Um, then I'm fortunate enough to get on with Ben Jacobson in Northern Iowa. Yeah. And that really kind of changed the landscape for me. Um, you know, phenomenal coach. We went to the Sweet 16. Yeah, we I remember I remember that. I remember yeah. that was number one in the country. Oh, yeah. Ali Farokman is shot, you know. <laughs> Ali Farokman, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. That was, you know, we won an unbelievable amount of games in about four years. We went to the tournament twice, won the league twice, won the league tournament twice. But to experience that Sweet 16 was the first taste of, like, the big stage. Like, it's different. As you know, you walk out, like, the first-round games are cool. Yeah. You, you start getting to that Sweet 16 Elite Eight, the lights hit a little bit different. It get hot. You know, it get hot, coach. Hot. <laughs> You're looking on press row. It's a little bit different faces on press rows. You start getting there. And, and to get a taste of that at a young age, it was like, man, this is what I want to be. This I knew, you know what, this is the right choice. You get that bug. This is what I want to get back. You get yeah. that thirst. I, I, I need to get back to this point. 
And, um, you know, from there, I was able to get on with Tim Miles at Nebraska. And that was my first, he gave me my first opportunity at a power five job. And that was, you know, I was on cloud nine. I, I, you know, to be able to be in at, I think it was at that time, 30, 31 years old as a power five assistant coach in the big 10. Um, I was awesome and worked with a guy that I had known, you know, Tim was a division two coach in Minnesota when I was in high school. Okay. So he recruited my high school starting point guard. So I've known Coach Miles forever. And then when I was at Pan Am, he was, assist- he was the head coach at North Dakota State. So they were also independent. Mm-hmm. So we were battling each other for those two years as independents. So yeah. I, knew, I knew what Miles was about, phenomenal coach. I yeah. knew offensively he was going to challenge me and he was going to teach a different style, a different brand that was new to me yeah. and was excited about it. Was there with him for a year. And I'll never forget, man, this is just the type of guy he is. Um, I'm at my house in the spring. And Tubby had just gotten let go. And he calls me and says, hey, man, you know, I don't want you to go, but I also want to be you know, true to you. You got to you got to start thinking about trying to get on at Minnesota with this new coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know, ain't, ain't too many coaches that are going to do that. You know, he's just trying to build Nebraska. Yeah. I was I was in the, you- in the fight with him and he's telling me, look, man, I don't want to lose you. But like you might have a really good opportunity to go home and be an assistant for the program that you played at. Hmm. And I didn't know Richard at all. Um, I think Richard was look, looking for a local dude. You know, yeah. we met at the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a chance to meet with him for the first time. Uh, the true test was his dad was – that was when Louisville was in the national championship game. So yeah. I meet with him in Atlanta. We talk. We have a really good conversation. He's like, look, man, I think I want to hire you, but you got to meet my dad. And I'm like, all right. Great. You know, how's this going to go? You hear every, all these rumors about, you know, Coach P and, and this and that. So, you know, his dad plays in that championship game. They win it. Richard yep. gives me a call. He goes, hey, I need you to fly down to Miami to meet with my dad at his house. Yep. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I don't know what to expect. You don't know how to act. Do I go fully suited? Is this going to be, you know, what type <laughs> of conversation or meeting? And he calls me. He just says, hey, man, just how far I like it's going to be easy. He's on cloud nine. He just won a national championship. So, you know, I flew down there for a day and a half and met with Rick and at his house and was, could have been a a better guy. I mean, we sat in there and talked old school basketball. We talked Jamal Mashburn. We talked NBA, Kentucky. You know, he talked about Louisville. He talked about Minnesota and explained Richard and kind of style of play and this and that. And it was pretty cool. So it was a sitting with Richard for five years and then went with uh, Coach Steele at Xavier for the last three and was fortunate enough to get this job here at Minnesota. So it's very rare. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's – I've seen the program from a young kid growing up to watching it, to being recruited to it, to playing for it, to being an assistant, and now to be a head coach. I understand the position I'm in and, and blessed because it doesn't happen that often, man. No, it doesn't. And you definitely are in a unique position. Why do you feel that – kind of focusing on the local talent, local recruits, and making sure that they stay home. Why is that important to build uh, your program? I think if you look across the country, um, but especially in the Big Ten, the, the programs that are able to sustain success, the ones that we're striving to be, if you look at their rosters, it's a lot of in-state or regional local talent. I think there's a different sense of pride. Um, there's a different sense of ownership. Um, of buy-in 
with local kids. And I don't care where you're at. You could be at UCLA, USC. I mean, those guys in LA, they grow up watching, you know, you would think if the program's good, the really good UCLA team. So like UCLA should mean more to an LA kid or a Southern California kid than a kid from Tampa, Florida. Right. Mm -hmm. You see it all the time. You got a family member that maybe went there. Yeah. And then on top of that, we have really good high school coaches. We have really good high school basketball. We have really good talent and talent that's good enough. And it's proven to help you win on the biggest scale in the biggest arena. And so whenever you can get, it's a lot easier to to get a kid that's good enough that can help you move the needle 20 minutes away. And if I got to hop on a flight, and connect the dots and meet people and go out of area or just go deep further in the region. So I think whatever program you're at, you know, you got to do a really good job in your backyard to get those kids that are local that can help you and, and do a really good job in the, in the community that you're at to build those relationships. Absolutely. Uh, we look at UCLA 20 something years ago, our national championship team, which we won in 95, we had probably, one guy that wasn't from LA on that on or two Cameron Dollar from Georgia, Ike Nwanko from Houston, Texas. But you know, ten guys that are LA bound, and it and it does something with the fans because these fans have been watching us. Well, we're watching us through our our high school and youth career, and there's like this level of allegiance, and you know these guys, and so you just have this loyalty. It, it, is that am I hitting that on oh, the head? Oh, one hundred one hundred percent. I mean, and think about too, like those fans grew up reading about you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so they followed your career yeah. all the way from maybe even junior high. Yeah. And especially if you have, you know, we have a, a lot of former players whose kids I either recruited that played for me when I was an assistant Well, the other cool thing you saw now is like, you have some lineage. Yeah. You know, I coached Amir coffee and recruited Amir coffee. Well, his dad played at Minnesota. So now you have, fans and boosters and season ticket holders who watched dad now they're watching the mirrors now you have that buy-in you have that lineage and so um that part is cool but without a doubt you know that's what fans do fans they want to win at the end of the day so i could have a team full of kids from alaska if we win it ain't gonna matter but uh you know what i mean but at the same time it's sweeter for them when they feel connected to the team because it's oh man that's that's so-and-so that i used to watch in high school or we me, you know, my family grew up, you know, knowing and reading and hearing about that name or that's Mr. Basketball, you know, Brain Carrington. Oh, man, I get to continue to watch him grow and, right. and become a man and, and play for our state school. Yeah. I think that's powerful. I, it is powerful. It's just that with the transfer po- portal, the NIL and this game notoriety of the transfer portal, it seems like coaches like yourself are in a conundrum. They have a, a choice to make. Do you go? And try to get older quick because everybody's doing it and we're trying to win and we're trying to, you know, because 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 you got to compete against everybody that's doing it. Or do you keep in mind that, hey, we still have to develop some young guys. We still got to keep our ties into the local community, the grassroots aspect. We can't just go top heavy with portal guys. How do you what side of the equation do you land? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, It's a tough balance because. I believe that you do. You want to you want to develop a program from the high school stages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you put time in recruiting those kids. Hopefully they're with you for an extended period of time. You're invested in them. You're able to develop them the right way. At the same time, though, the leagues are forever changing and you might be forced to do more portal because if you can't stay old 
and everybody else is, <laughs> that could be a right. So they might force your hand. Like you yeah. might not want to. Yeah. If your whole league is staying old. You don't have the timeline to, hey, fan base and AD, I'm going to take a couple of years to develop these guys. Like, they don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? So if, if the league is going old, it might force your hand to go older more than you want. I think we're going to try to have a balance. You know, I, I don't want to do portal where every year we're trying to go in there and get three or four kids. But I'm also realistic in knowing, you know, the likelihood of us getting one or two every year, is, it's probably real. And yeah. so you just try to navigate that. But at the same time, it's, it's lo- not losing focus on at the end of the day, we want to build from the high school uh, ranks on up. Yeah. Uh, and we want to be able to use that. The also benefit of the portal is we have a lot of kids that, okay, maybe you don't get them on the first time that are from Minnesota or that are good players you recruited. Well, maybe you can use the portal. And if they end up going in there, you, you get them on the back end. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, I just think each coach is just up to kind of what their philosophy is. Yeah, I found it funny. I was watching one of your older press conferences and you described the way that you pay attention to the portal as a sickness. Uh, You had me rolling on that because, hey, hey, you said you got guys dedicated to it. And, you know, you might be on a recruit. You might have a visit or something in a staff meeting and you might get hit on your phone like, yo, so-and-so's in the portal and you got (laughs) to respond. But that's that's sort of the new reality for college coaches and nowadays with, with the new transfer portal and all this availability, you got to basically, it's, it's the wild, wild west and you got to jump on things ASAP, huh? You do because it's, it's, it's speed dating, you know, it, it's, it's recruiting on steroids. You know, you, you don't, you're not, you don't have the luxury of having a process of, okay, you know, we'll be able to get to know them and, and court them a little bit. Like, no, you got to, these kids want to be recruited right away. They want to mm-hmm. feel the love right away. The, the minute they're in the portal, they're going to have, you know, five programs already talking about official visit dates. Yeah. You know, part of that is because when kids go in the portal, there's not a lot of guesswork because you can quickly go on Synergy and they have stats that back up what they've done. There, there's equity. So you know what you're going to get. Yes, so sir. you can you can already say, look, let's get this kid on campus. We know what he is. He fits. There's here's his numbers. Here's the data that backs it up. This yep. is a no brainer. There's less risk. Yep. And so you got to be quick on it. You got to have, that's why it's kind of that sickness is because <laughs> kids ain't trying to hear the, the talk early. They want to know, coach, am I coming to campus or not? You know, and some of these kids have already been recruited. They're over that, which is a good thing. They're ready to get down to the nitty gritty. They're ready to get down to the, the, to the nuts and bolts and they want to see the place. So yeah, you got to be on it. And I've, I've had guys, honestly, it'd be a weak courtship, which is, is rare, but like they might know, boom, this, I hit it off with this coach. They have a need for me. Let's get it done. So, again, you're, you're sped up because you don't have the luxury of, of having time on your side. No. Oh, wow. Was that a rock roller? Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear I hear it. I hear yeah. the I hear the yeah. growl, baby. Yeah. You can tell, huh? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. I used to have a rock while when I was when I was a youngster. Uh, he ended up passing away, but I grew up with, with rocks. Yeah. So yeah, I know what's up. Best man. Beautiful dogs, man. Beautiful beasts. Oh yeah. Uh, um, staying on sort of these new developments in college basketball. The NIL has been in the news as of late. Coach Nick Saban, Coach Jimbo Fisher kind of had a war of words. Um, we've seen NIL deals done all over the country. University of Miami, Kansas State. I even saw University of Pacific got a guy off of NIL for $25,000. What are your thoughts on the NIL and how much do you use that in your recruiting present day? Yeah. You know, it, it it's one of those things where if you don't, figure it out in your own individual way, 
you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it, it comes down to each coach going to navigate it differently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way to do it. I just feel like you got to be comfortable as a coach with here's how I'm going to handle NIL. I'm either going to be some guys might go all in and might say, look, I, I want to get guys crazy deals and, and, and be able to go down that route. Other guys might say, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to deal with it. Other guys might say, I want to deal with it, but I want to get everybody kind of the same. So my locker room, I'm not having to also deal with a salary differential amongst my guys. And that's where I kind of I lay where I, I'm realistic in who we are right now, where we are as a program, who I am as a coach. Um, I'm not as veteran as a John Calipari, right? Uh, Mick Cronin, guys that have done it and have, are Hall of Fame type guys that are able to maybe have a different salary because of who they are. They can handle that type of locker room. It's, it's more accepted. I got to know as a younger coach, I got to focus on the things that are going to help us and help our program. And I can't have a bunch of outside distractions mm-hmm. and we're just not built like that. So for me in an ideal world, um, I love all our guys that kind of be on an even playing field. You know, that's where kind of everybody talks about the collective, um, which I think could be a good thing. You know, if you're able to get a collective where, you know, I'm all for guys being able to use name image likeness to generate money. I, I completely get it. I think it's fair. I want to help our guys do that at the same time. You know, I don't want a locker room when one guy's making, you know, X amount of money and another guy is, and then I got a new guy that hasn't even played a minute in my program getting money. And I've got a guy that has contributed and has played and is getting either little or nothing. Right. To me, that's not, I'm not balancing that. I think, so much of college basketball, you have to win your locker room. And if you can't win your locker room, you can win, but I think you have a ceiling. And, and I don't want to have to worry about that. So I'm going to navigate it probably a little bit different and, um, and find the guys that understand that. And I think at the end of the day, no matter where you go, I don't care if you have a big deal or not, if that takes precedence over winning and getting better as a player, well, then you got more problems than, than you think. Yeah. And at the end of the day, every coach wants guys to be there for something bigger than an NIL deal or bigger than money that they're able. They want to be there to get better, to improve, and to win. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's sort of old school versus new school now, Coach. We have that old school way of, hey, guys are getting better. We need to win a championship. We're getting our degree. And then there's a the new school. I'm trying to get paid, Coach. Um but one of the biggest unintended consequences that, I, that I've, I've heard you talk about, and you talked about it right here, is the locker room. What happens when the guy that you just got on the NIL deal comes in and you got a guy, a four-year contributor, blood, sweat, and tears for the program, fan favorite, not getting nothing? It's the dynamics between the players. Now you have sort of a pro dynamic. And, and my question to you is, and this is the last one on the NIL, when you have, if, if you were a coach and you had that dynamic in your program at the University of Minnesota, sort of the salary cap nature of guys, the best guys getting NILs. Do you take more of the pro? Would you take more of a pro approach in coaching these guys? Or do you stay true to your guns and, and you know, they either buy them in or it's not going to work? Yeah, I think you got to have a little bit of balance. Um, but I also think, you know, I'm all about having the, the talk early. Um, oh. You know, guys got to know, look, if, if, with much is given, much is expected, yes, right? And, and I'm all for guys getting their money and getting deals. But they also got to understand that there's going to come with a certain amount of price. And it's not put on me. It's going to be put on, like, the general public. 
Yeah. If, if there's a dollar amount attached to your name and it's public, Facts. we all know you got to produce. Facts. And if you don't, that's where you worry about. These aren't professional athletes. These are college athletes. But we're putting them in a professional forum. And so now what happens if you're the beat writer or you're the columnist or you're the fan and you know a dollar amount that's pretty high is on a player and their production isn't where it needs to be, how is that now being handled? Mm -hmm. Well, I need to have that talk with that player and say, look, man, I'm going to protect you as much as I can, but this, with, with that, with money, money changes a lot of things. Everything. And, and, and we're going to have to work together to navigate through good and bad. And as you know, there's so many pressures in college basketball as is with social media. Mm. Take, a, take the money out of it with just social media. Right. With how it is in today's day and age. Yeah. Um, that's why I think Deion Sanders made a great point. He talked about if we're going to go this route, we better hire men or people, male or female, mm-hmm. that know how to handle what all is about to come yeah. with money. Yeah. Once you bring large amounts of money, mm-hmm. the mentality and the mindset of everything changes. We better have staffs in athletic departments that are equipped to handle and help these young men and young women navigate this new world. You know, yeah. we can't expect that we can give them all this and there's not going to be some side effects to it. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, support uh, is, is mando in these situations for the athlete, especially when, you, when you're receiving large sums of money, like financial literacy and money management. I think me, I feel like some of the responsibilities should be on the, the college athletic department to offer the resources. Now, whether or not the athlete uses them or not, that's on them. But at least to offer those resources uh, would be great. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay authenticity guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, AutoZone. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Last thing, I, I was talking months ago to uh, ESPN's college basketball analyst, Sean Farnham, and he and I asked him that a similar question I asked you, Coach, which is I asked him, would he cover guys differently if there's the dollar amount associated, if this guy now is a paid professional athlete? He said, yeah. He said, yeah, he's going to he, he have to cover him differently because now the dynamic is different. And I found that I found that very interesting. Um, let's move on and kind of. Talk about the prospects for next season. Uh, you're coming off the heels of a, in my opinion, a very good first year, 13 and 17, which the record is deceiving. You started 10 and one. Uh, you, you filled in a roster of nine, 10 guys. Now fast forward a year, you got a full year under your belt. You went through the, 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 the gauntlet of the big 10 conference. You picked up some recruits and got some transfers out the porter. What, or your season goals realistically for the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming into next year? I couldn't be more excited about um, in year two, the, the guys that we have uh, in our locker room. You know, I think we hit a home run with the four high school kids that we took. Um, I think they all bring a talent level that you need, as you know, uh, in the Big Ten. They bring the physicality. They bring the athleticism which is what we needed, the size, the measurables. We were able to get a couple of key transfers um, that all fit what we're trying to do. And then we have kids returning that fit what we're trying to do. So we're going to have depth. Like this past year, we just didn't have a, a bunch of depth. Um, you know, I only was able to play about six, seven guys tops, really. This year we're going to be, you know, about two deep at every spot. So that's going to help with practice. You know, if you can have competitive practices, it's that iron sharpens iron. Everybody gets better. Those competitive juices start flowing. You're able to, to, to develop as a team. Um, so that's going to be exciting. You know, I think the challenge for us is, is to not lose focus on the big picture. I think it's obviously everyone's going to make the NCAA tournament to try to win a Big Ten championship, to try to make uh, a second, third, fourth weekend in the NCAA tournament. So the question is, how do you do that? To me, it's not worrying about that. That's the obvious. Mm -hmm. It's being built into the everyday grind, right? How do we get better today? 
knowing that like some days aren't always going to be great. You might not always get all the way better, but then you got to be able to respond and come back the next day. So you're not doing this <laughs> or you're not plateauing. You're slowly getting better. Yeah. So that's the challenge, man. I, I take a lot of um, pride in, I, I watch the Miami heat a lot. I, I do a deep dive into just how they go about. You look at the heat, you look at the Spurs, you look at Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sometimes it's methodical. It seems boring. It seems basic elementary, but those programs do it every single day consistently. And I think that's the reason why you see them always contending for championships or going far in the playoffs. And that's what we try to do. We try to do the, the boring stuff, the monotonous stuff, the fundamental stuff that can, every single day to get a little bit better each day. And I just tell that guy, that's our only goal. If we, if we can blow it out and get better individually and as a team, little by little, every single day and not get bored with that process, then we'll have a chance to have a fun season. Uh, if we get caught up in looking too far down the road or trying to win the Big Ten in the summer um, yeah. or just getting consumed with, like, the pressures of that, of making the tournament, I think it delays and stalls you being able to get better as a program versus you just worry about the day-to-day and, and get better today and maximize them today. Tell me about Jamison Battle. I, I, I saw, you know, he's a six, seven wing. I, I watched a little bit of him, but as a coach, coaching him up, where some of his, you know, best attributes and are they enough, you know, to be picked Big Ten Player of the Year next year? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that, coach. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting, man. Um, when you looked at James, so I've known James since high school. Um, when you look at guys in the portal, and you see the numbers, like Jamison averaged 16 at G-Dub, which is, a, in my opinion, a really good league. Very rarely do those numbers and stats transfer, especially when you're going up a level. Mm-hmm. In Jamison's circumstance, they transferred. And, and that is rare. And what I come to find out about him is he's a warrior, um, competitive as all get out. One of the best tough shot makers I've been around. And I think that's a skill. Like his ability to make contested, tough threes and twos is off the charts. And if he's going to be an NBA player, I think that is going to be one of the things that helps him be an NBA player. Because to me, that's what the NBA is. You got to have guys, if you're a scorer, you know, you know how good, I mean, defenses are obviously really good. Like you have to make shots and score Versus really good defense. Tough and shot think, maker. Tough exactly. shot maker. <laughs> and that's what he is. He's a tough shot maker. And so now his challenge is, um, you know, he played a lot of four for us. Now he's going to play the four, quote, the four and the three mm-hmm. um, to be able to make that transition, to be able to make the transition not only offensively, but defensively, which he took great strides in. He's done a really good job with his body. Physically, he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, but he's got an unbelievable attitude. He wants it all in the right ways. Uh, he's a team first guy through and through. Um, he's a guy that you want nothing but the best for, and you want him to reach all of his individual and team goals. Cause he's just, he earns it and he works for it every single day. Yeah. When you guys start working out for summer workouts. So we will start, uh, guys will get here June 5th. Uh, we'll kind of give them that first week to do some physical testing and they start class on that Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do all, you know, stuff, uh, that's non, uh, regulated. And then we'll start that, that next, uh, that next week, I believe on, um, the 12th or 13th. Is it, is it 
so you're on the court with them a lot in the summer or is that so not we can get yeah so we can get eight hours a week between uh basketball and strength and conditioning okay so uh we'll do um you know kind of like many stuff with them on the court in the in the in the allowed time that we're allowed to have on them Facts. Uh, have with them and now it's you know kind of the balance you know it's old school back when i when i my freshman year we weren't you know when i was playing we weren't allowed to you didn't see coaches yeah you know so now it's that balance of as a coach, you want to be greedy, but I also don't want the summer to feel like January, yeah. you know, because I, at some point I don't want our guys to hit that wall. And now in January, when we need them, they're shot because we've been grinding crazy hard since August yeah. or since June or since July. And so it's kind of having that balance. So we'll mix up, you know, making it a competitive summer. We'll probably play a lot, uh, let these guys get going up and down. We'll work on some skill stuff, but, keep it loose, but just develop that work ethic and that love for being in the gym. To me, that's the biggest thing. If we can, especially with the new kids, uh, freshmen and transfers, really establish the culture of, of the work, of love to be in the gym and putting in extra, then I think it's a, it's a success. Do you have, so with this time that you're able to get in the gym uh, in the summer, especially with the new guys and the transfers, is it something, and this is kind of a strategic type of question, is it something that you might want to look to implement or lay the foundation of offensively and defensively? Maybe not full, you know, going all the way 100, but to kind of some principles and this is what we do here? Yeah, no, exactly. So, you know, I don't know if we'll do a bunch of like closeout drills and stuff <laughs> like that, but um, no, you definitely, you want to give them a sense of like, okay, fellas, defensively, here's kind of our core main principles yeah. um, and then offensively this is how we're going to play this is how we're going to play in transition off makes off misses and then in the half court I'm big on I want to teach these guys basketball I, I'm not a guy that wants to come down and hammer out a set every single time like just not how my brain thinks and operates so teaching them how to we call it flow how to play in flow yeah. teaching them how to space and play that's the fun part um, to, to kind of play with that freedom. But I do, I do think you learn that through a lot of up and down four on four, five on five, but teaching them, you know, how to play in space. And, and we'll do a ton of that um, both on both sides of the ball. No, that's, that's, that's great. I, those are the best, uh, not the best, but one of the best methods I feel like, you know, cause guys, the earlier you get them in there and you lock it in, you know, then you come, you get around a, a fall and October and, you know, we're, we're already up to speed. Uh, Coach, one more question, then I'll, then I'll let you go. Um, I wanted to talk to you briefly, just get a comment briefly about just the, the George Floyd situation in the state of Minnesota. And if, if you feel any responsibility as an African-American person of color in a high profile position in that state, is there any responsibility for you that you feel to, to speak out? Or is it something that you mm. let you know, the kind of run its course. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, and also another really good question. Um, I feel it's like my responsibility because I want to flip the narrative. I mean, obviously, it hits home with me different because it occurred in an area that I grew up in. I got a, you know, a sister that lives blocks away from where it happened. Um, it could have, you know, I'm a minority. I, I, I deal with those same feelings that all of us deal um, at certain times in our life. But at the same time, I want to be a voice because I want to let everybody know. I don't care what nationality you are, what race you are, 
where you grew up, if you see social injustice, you should say something about it. Hopefully, you know, we start to realize that we all are a lot more similar than different at the end of the day. And that if we're going to change this, that we all, when there is injustice and inequality, are brave enough to speak on it and to be a voice for people who might not have that voice and to show strength when it's hard to show strength. Yes. You know, for my players, I want them to know it's important for them to see me fight the fight because they need to know that I am just like them. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about that. Like I said, fellas, you know, when you get pulled over, I, I have the same feelings and anxiety that you might have. Um, circumstances I've been through, you might go through. We can relate on that note. But like you also need to understand that it comes down to just being a good person, you know, and I think we kind of lose sight of that. We all want to categorize stuff, which I get. And, and, and sometimes it needs to be categorized because if it if it happens to a certain demographic a lot, like it needs to be addressed. But also at the end of the day, if you're a good person, none of that stuff should matter. It should just matter because, you know, it ain't right. right. And I think just trying to get our team and community to understand, you know, we can change it, but we all have to almost approach it from that standpoint of if you're a good person, this is what you do. You, 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 I don't care what the situation is. If it deals with the female, if it deals with the gay lesbian community, if it deals with a different, you know, nationality, different demographics, you know, different financial situation, like good people help good people. When you see something that's, that's right and you applaud it, when you see something that's wrong, you stand up for it. And, um, you know, that's all I try to do. And, you know, thankfully, I am in a position where I do have a voice and I've just told anybody that will listen, you know, I am here to help. I think that's one thing that's cool about being in my position yeah. is, you know, I, I've gotten here because people have helped me. I didn't get here on my own and I wouldn't have gotten here on my own. Somebody saw something in me and pushed me to, to get to where I am and somebody opened the door for me. So now that I'm in this position, I want to be able to, help the next person, whether it's one of my former players, whether it's maybe somebody in the community that I don't know, but if I can be that voice and I can help somebody and navigate a situation or help somebody achieve a certain goal or be a voice for, you know, a different organization, um, you know, I want to be able to do that because I think it's important when you're in a position that, that, that has, you know, power. Big time, big time stuff. Coach, we'll let you go on that note. I appreciate uh, you taking the time out from your busy schedule today and best of luck this year to the Gophers. I, uh, I appreciate it, man. I love your show. Love what you're doing. And, uh, and I appreciate you having a Midwest guy on, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Ben Johnson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.